Valerie, thank you so much for coming on the show and um, love the work that you do. And um, you're, you're obviously a second guest talking about love and relationship. Can you just tell us a little bit about your background? Because you've got quite an interesting background as well about how you got into this business. All right. Okay. Well, um, as you know, I'm an author. Um, I'm author of the book, She's Got That Vibe, which is available on Amazon. And the reason why I wrote that book is because I used to work um, as the only female with 120 men um, for over a, over a period of 10 years. And in that time, it really served as my playground, so to speak, <laughs> um, my learning school of how men think. And I was able to kind of um, really understand how my feminine energy worked and getting them to do, you know, that extra bit of work that my male counterparts couldn't do. Um, so um, basically, I took my learning, I passed it on to my girlfriends, they had results. Um, and then as a result, it was like, you know, you need to get a manual for this. So I ended up actually writing the book called Who's Got That Vibe? And um, Vibe is an acronym for Vision, Intention, um, Beliefs and Expectation. But Vibe is also short for the word Vibration because I'm very big on the Law of Attraction. And so it's written from that perspective. Um, but yeah, that's how, that's how I, I got into this line of work. <laughs> um, you know, obviously Law of Attraction is a really big part of what you do. And um, mm -hmm. I know you work mostly with women, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Can you can you tell us how um, you know relationship, love and relationship, intimate relationship, uh, marry up really well with the law of attraction? Why is it important to um, administer that into your relationships? Right. Well, you see, I, I had a unique a unique experience in as much as um, I always call myself a spiritual teacher. Mm -hmm. And because I've been having my own problems in relationships, you know, one day I kind of said to God, look, you've got to kind of like <laughs> make this clear to me um, the, 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 the dynamics between how you actually relate to um, a man and, you know, how, how you relate to one another. And at a time, um, you know, in addition to actually working with the guys, I was very heavy into personal development. And so one of the laws um, that I got to understand, even before it became big, you know, through the law, law of, um, through the secret movie, um, was a book called the, what was it called? I can't remember the name of the book, but it was by Neville Goddard. Oh, um, that's know. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Feeling is the secret, sorry, that's, that's the name of the book. Um, and, you know, he speaks about law of attraction in there, but he doesn't call it the law of attraction, but it was made famous by, or that term was made famous by Rhonda Burner. And so the law of attraction really showed me um, that, through, that through understanding myself, um, that what I attract is actually based on my perspective of a situation. So therefore, what beliefs that I hold, what beliefs that I have is what actually attracts in um, the complement of that. 
law of attraction states that like energy attracts like energy so therefore um any beliefs that i have which i project as a feeling um goes out into universe as a vibration and because universe says your wish is my command i'm going to give you more reason to feel that way so that's what like attracts light actually means and um what i've realized is that in the dating industry um a lot of women don't actually realize that they're the common denominator mm-hmm. of their relationships i mean just now i was actually watching um i think it's called love after lockup or something like that <laughs> and um i was listening just listening to you know these women it's basically the program is about um women and guys that meet and i think after i think it's after 90 days um that they yeah they can basically um they can basically get engaged or something like that it's the first time i've actually ever seen the program but i just caught a snippet of it so if i'm not clear on it that that's why um but I kind of got the gist of it and so they showed like these dating scenes and i was just like oh my gosh my work is so cut out for me because <laughs> there was this one scene where this woman um she literally just see exactly where she was going wrong and i just thought she doesn't realize she's the common denominator of her relationships and um you know the guy just said to her good luck in your next relationship and i thought well if she doesn't sort this out um she's going to attract more of the same she's going to attract a different she's going to attract a different man but it's going to be the same kind of man just wrapped up different quality skin um but yeah it's really about um people understanding that like energy attracts like energy yeah um actually we were just speaking to Nigel Beckles who um deals with narcissists in in relationship Would you say, mm-hmm. you know, if someone attracts a narcissist, what's going on with them in terms of, you know, their thinking, their belief about themselves, the way they feel about themselves? Could that um be part of why someone might attract a narcissist or is there something else going on? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you attract a, a narcissist, man, you have to ask yourself, well, why have I attracted this person? Um now what I know of narcissistic men is that they they're very controlling and they appear to be absolutely lovely you know in front you know in front of your friends oh they're the greatest guy but behind closed doors they're a beast <laughs> you know and um when something like that happens when you attract that kind of energy you have to take responsibility in the sense of well why did i attract that kind of energy to me mm-hmm. um you know and i i in the past have actually had a narcissistic relationship and i remember at the time i i was dating this guy and there were these qualities that he had and i just thought this is really strange and um, because he would say things that demonstrated that he had a total lack of empathy right um yes. yeah and i was like am i imagining this um 
and I, l- let me give you an example. So he's the kind of person that, say, for example, you hadn't uh, eaten all day or something like that, um, or you knew that somebody was starving, and he would say something like, "Oh, I've just had this wonderful four-course meal." Um, you know, a total kind of like, empathy for the person that he's actually relating to. And I'm just using, I'm not saying that was the actual yeah, example. Yeah, I know, but yeah. Yeah, it was, and I thought, how strange. And I remember going to Google, and I've never, ever done that with a partner in my life, and putting in lack of empathy. I was looking for something, some kind of answer. I thought, something's not right here. And at the time, I didn't know about the term narcissism. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know about it. And then um, I believe um, it happened on another occasion, but this time I could see now a stri- this pattern of behaviour. I thought, no, this is this is not real. Is this guy got me- a mental problem? And again, I went to Google, and I literally by this time I knew him better, and I started to put in, you know, all the symptoms that I call them. And I and it came up with narcissism. And when I read it, I thought, "Oh my gosh, this is this is what I'm dealing with here." Um, and at that time, I would actually say that I had low self-esteem, yeah. and that that was why I attracted that. Because ultimately, I'm the one who opens the door. I'm the doorway, so I allowed him to enter into my life. And at that time, I felt like I needed. Um, in a way, in a way uh, soothing company, pandering, mm-hmm. um, and I allowed him into my life because those were the qualities that I saw that were on the inside. But it was almost like, um, it was almost like, you know, like when someone goes fishing and they, the, the, the narcissistic, narcissistic person puts that bait mm-hmm. and then you bite the bait and then you're reeled into their world and then once you're in the, their world it then begins to the, the character the personality then begins to manifest in drips and drabs you see they start to reveal who they are yeah so it begins really subtle and then it kind of builds up and then by that time you're already so reeled in that it's then quite difficult to to kind of let go because you're actually attached emotionally um, and it, it takes this kind of a strength of character to kind of break away from that and even then it's not easy because you're kind of attached and you, you break away then it's the sorry then the, the sweet words and then you, you, you're kind of attached again and so this happens you know on a simple basis and then it's like you get to a point where you realise you actually have to have no contact at all with somebody um, who's got a narcissistic character. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You know, when you're talking about... Yeah, so, like, you have to be total, you know, total, you know, like someone who has a drinking problem has to be teetotal. Yeah. So yeah, it's you, like no yeah. contact whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. And while you're in the relationship, you feel as if you can heal this person. Mm-hmm. You feel that you can reason with the person, but you can't reason with a narcissistic person. 
it's it, it's it's a psychological they've they've actually got a psychological problem um and you can't reason you can't reason them with them like you would a normal person um so yeah because <laughs> you said they bring you into their world so i kind of feel as though you know they take bring you into their world as you said you know you get attached and then mm. before you know it you lose your and this is when we talk about people losing That's, themselves yeah. Yes, absolutely. You do. You end up losing yourself because um, they take and take and take. And because, especially if you're a person that's an empath, mm. um, you know, you're, you're always looking to give. You're always looking to, to kind of, in a way, you think that you can heal, heal the other person. Um, and they prey on people like that. You know, th this guy was like a vampire. That's not, that's how I relate to him. Literally sucked the line. Yeah. Yes, suck the energy out of you. Um and and the repair, it actually took me at least well over a year to repair from it because you literally it affects you psychologically. And I remember at the time um just looking over um pouring over information on, on the narcissist or, you know on, on this narcissistic individual because I wanted to understand what narcissism was um how could I fall for something like that um and yeah it, it can leave the person actually feeling really devastated and emotionally abused mm. yeah you know, I, <laughs> I don't, it just sounds horrendous isn't it but you know, mm. I asked Nigel this question, I, I'm going to answer you as well. Can they change? Is there, you know, do you believe that narcissists can change or I, I, are they completely I damaged? Yeah, I, I, I don't believe that they can. I mean, when I did the research at the time, um, I was listening to um, psychologists on YouTube and they said they can't change. Um, and, I, you know, I feel, I feel sorry for people that are married to narciss um, narcissistic people. And when I actually think about it, I, I believe that my dad was a narcissistic. Because when I read, you know, what I was, I was like, oh my gosh, this is my dad. Um, you know, and I think that people who live with narcissistic characters, they learn how to manage um, themselves in that relationship. But... You know, they, they have to come to that understanding that you cannot change a narcissistic person. But it kind of helps to, to understand the mind of the narcissistic. So therefore, it allows you to not be real, not to be reeled in. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a dangerous game to, to get involved with. So you want your clients, do you get a lot of clients who come to you and say, you know, and they may not even realise that they're with a narcissist, but when you talk, when you sort of do the coaching sessions with them? Yeah, funny enough, no, no. Um, I only understand narcissism from my own experience and who I was energetically at that time. I believe that I attracted that person, um, but then I was, but then I was able to realise it for what it was. The clients that I attract, um, essentially, the lesson is always for them that they're the common denominator of their relationship. Um, that you're not a victim, you are that cause. And it's actually quite empowering to look at it that way because then um, you it's, it's an empowering feeling because 
you're, you're not a victim. You can look yeah. at your circumstances and you can say, okay, you know, like for example, if you look at the last three men um, or the top three frustrations that they've experienced through their past partners, it's like they start to see a pattern. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think when it really clicks that they are the common denominator, then it's empowering because they think, okay, well, these are my results. So therefore, if I want to change my results, I need to change. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, and, you know, I'm hearing, as, as I know, you have a term that you use to, um, for women, you know, to raise their, their vibration, raise their self-esteem, <laughs> a high-value yeah. woman. What are yeah. the, how does a woman, you know, get herself to that high level where she can attract the kind of man that will value her, see her worth and, you know, will treat her the way she deserves to be treated? Yeah. Well, um, I have a formula called um, five, as I mentioned, and it stands for vision, intention, belief and expectation. And the vision part really means um, helping a woman to see helping her to not be blind to her own personal power and helping her to delve deep and or to look at what is it that she has in the dark that she's not actually taken out, looked at it, addressed it. Because when you're aware of it, um, then you can change it. And by that, I mean, for example, um, growing up as a child, depending on the type of home that you lived in, um, perhaps, you know, the father was absent and, you know, it's important to have the father around because that he's the first man in a woman's life who gets the standards of how she should be treated in a relationship. And so if the father is not absent, if the father is absent, then what guidelines does she have? If he does grow up as an adult, how does she measure, you know, how a man should treat her? And so... When issues are developed at that level as a child, they're not resolved. Yes, you grow into a physical body, but those beliefs are still within you, running uh, you in, in the background, even though they're in the dark, they're buried. Um, so it's always a good exercise to, to go back to your childhood and find out what beliefs did you take on board. Um, that's given rise to the feeling because a belief gives out the feeling and the feeling is what is the vibration that you send out and like i said uh god's universe said your wish is my command if that's the feeling that you're sending out the vibration then i'm give you going to give you more of that feeling um you can't actually hide from god's universe doesn't matter your race your creed your height <laughs> you know <laughs> It's, it, it's something that you just cannot hide. So the V part is really about um, helping the woman realize that she is actually a high value woman, that she's always been a queen, but she just can't see it because the beliefs that she's that she's holding, that's blocking, um, blocking her from actually realizing the valuable, gorgeous queen woman that she is. Um, and so that's what that part of the formula is about it's about her recognizing herself being getting to touch with her authentic self um and not being the person who she thinks she is which is ultimately our programming but being able to release that so that the real authentic her can emerge 
and so that's what and that's what the vision is um i've also got a video at um the secret which is a really powerful video and that really demonstrates to women how they should uh, relate to a man in a dating or a relationship situation um one of the things one of the 10 biggest mistakes women make that turn men off are actually in my book and one of the, and one of the key ones mistakes that women make is that they pursue men um yeah yes and for a man to feel like a man he needs to feel that he can pursue his woman but a lot of women these days um they're not allowing the man to feel masculine and that's one of the ways in which a man views a woman as as um having high value because she allows him to feel his masculinity so um in that video i mentioned at secret5.com i think it's about maybe like a 10 minute video if that it really breaks down um how she can position herself in such a way that a man can actually feel her worth and the things that she shouldn't do that actually counteract that mm. so um i mean obviously when we when we talk about a masculine woman it does it's it's really a her how she goes about it's her sort of mindset and what have you so do you, do you think because um a woman who might be very successful in what she's doing might use those same traits in terms of, you know, seeing the man that she likes and feel, you know, I'm going to pursue it. And also it's because it's the 21st century, um, people, women sometimes feel that, you know, things have changed. Um, mm. But, and I agree with you that, you know, it's a, a sort of um, a man who is a masculine man wants to do the chasing and yeah. um why do you think women you know what what would you say why do you think this is happening where the roles are being reversed or women are sort of taking on that role well i think what was the feminist movement um yeah and and, and looking for equal rights which is you know absolutely correct you know women should get paid um for the value that she brings to any organization um but I think women have failed to realize that their femininity is powerful and they think that to play in a man's world they need to be masculine um, and what I found is that when I was working in my environment it allowed me to actually play into both uh, into masculine energy and feminine energy and um, that's what was kind of like quite unique because obviously the guys I worked with they were just you know um kind of like macho men and um <laughs> yeah and really you know let me just kind of like differentiate what the differences are uh, masculine energy is um go-getting energy it's about rising to challenges it's about uh, it's about competition it's about scoring the goals so when we look at guys playing football on the pitch it's all about you know competition and scoring that goal is about it's solution orientated meeting deadlines getting things done whereas a feminine energy is described as a nurturing receiving and receiving energy whereas masculine energy is giving energy uh 
feminine energy is, is, is mysterious, it's deep, it's warm, it's emotional. And, you know, when you can switch between the two, two so know what the two are and switch between. So a masculine woman is, well, when I say masculine woman, she has to be in her masculine energy or is in her masculine energy when she is in the boardroom, so to speak. But you can't take that same masculine energy to the bedroom um, because especially for women who are saying that they deeply crave a masculine man. You see, they're taking that masculine energy to the bedroom. When I say bedroom, I don't mean literally, but I mean the dating and relationship world. And what they're experiencing is a clash because you can't have uh, essentially two men wearing the trousers, two energy um, that are the same. They're going to clash. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, so yeah, remember, one of them is yeah, with, with the magnet, you, you know, if you put two yeah. sides of the magnet together, they're going to repel each other, you know. Uh, whereas if you've got the positive and the negative, it's like, school snap, they pull together. And that, that's essentially what, how the law of sexual polarity works. Um, or, you know, it's like yin and yang. You have masculine energy that is matched to feminine energy. So the more masculine energy um a person the more feminine energy uh, they will attract yeah and this and as i mentioned to you before um it's it's not gender specific mm. not gender specific you know we see this in same-sex relationships um as well i think also as well because we live in a high sex economy where uh, you know, sex can be easily got. Um, you know, it's lent, it's leant into women feeling well. If a man wants it, if a man can get it, I can get, I can get it too, mm. uh, because it's so readily available. Um, you know, back in the day, the times have changed. Whereas a man and a woman got married because the pill wasn't as available. Um, it is in these current days so therefore you know in those days if you had sex with a man it was like you have to marry my daughter <laughs> because sure. potentially she could have a baby so there was a, there was a value that was put on that on that um but this day the, the, the value has um decreased because um you know it's about supply and demand isn't it if if uh, yeah, if the supply is easy, then, um, you know, the value does does decrease. And that's what I want to ask you about, because when you were on last time, you um, talked about marriage and you had a, a particular a view on how a woman who wants to get married, how yeah. she should, you know, look at, you know, how she relates to a man um, physically, mm-hmm. sexually. And um, mm-hmm. I, I agree with what you said, and I, I wonder if you can sort of touch on that. Right. Um, I think the question you asked me last time, because I'm just trying to... <laughs> yeah, sorry. It, yeah, I, I think I'm... Yeah, it's all about, you know, a woman who's pursuing, who would like to get married and who's struggling. Oh, yeah. Yes. What, yes. you know... Yeah. Yeah, because I, I believe that... Um, you know, if a woman is looking to get married, so she says, Valerie, I want to actually get married. Um, 
then I was uh, basically what I was saying is that the most attractive word to a man is no. Um, because it caters to that masculine energy. Like if you he's if he's serious about that woman, um, that's going to cater to his masculine energy of wanting to pursue um, meeting that 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 challenge. And um, you know the, the fastest growing sector in terms of relationship is cohabiting. And ultimately, if you move in with somebody. Um, you know, you've heard of the expression, why would I want to buy the ice cream truck when I'm getting the ice cream for free? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the same it's the same principle, isn't it? Um, why would I put a ring on your finger if I'm getting um, wifely benefits? Mm-hmm. So that is why no is <laughs> the most attractive. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, and, it, and it also works to your advantage. And that is for the woman that wants to get married. Yeah, definitely. And and again, the modern woman, you know, because obviously, as you as you said, you know, years ago, it was frowned upon for a woman not to wait until she got married. But obviously, mm. as you said, with the pill and all the different things, and um, you know, women. And, and do you find that that is the thing? Do you find that a lot of women are wanting to get married and settle down? And is that? Is that eluding them? Are they finding it difficult to, um, for that yeah, to happen? I, yeah, I think it depends on the age group. Yeah, because I found that, um, like, for example, millennials, and, uh, yeah. like I said, the greatest space is, you know, the cohabitation. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're looking to, for like average age 40s, um, you know, we're born in the uh, a different generation so we probably still remember the black and white movies on TV yes. the kind of screen case yes yeah so um, we're more wired that we want that we want marriage um, and also you know even if you look at your faith for example um, that plays a role so, for example, if you're you're a Christian woman and that's and you're devout in that, and you believe in scriptural in scriptural law, you will want to actually get married as opposed to cohabit- cohabiting. Um, so it really depends on um, what your goal is and what you know what your outcome is, but it's unique to each individual. So, depending mm-hmm. on what the the woman wants, you obviously coach her accordingly um, yeah yeah like be authentic what what is it what is it that you want um the core i would say my core client are basically women who are you know they're successful entrepreneurs they're business minded and you know they've got a lot going on they're attractive women but they just don't understand um why the, the masculine man that they crave, they can't seem to attract him in their life. And then when I break it down to them, it is between because, because they don't understand how the law of sexual polarity works. They don't understand the dynamics of masculine and feminine. Then it's really about um, educating them on how to become more feminine. Um, what femininity is. Um, and then they kind of like, you know, the penny drops. It's like, aha, I yeah, get it. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's funny, you talk about the, the old black and white movies. Um, the ladies of those days, they really knew how to utilise the, their oh feminine energy yeah. to the max. Yeah, I think Marilyn Monroe. 
you know, Zaza Gabo, um, you know, Beatrice, you know, like, oh, they were great, weren't they? And um, what I loved about them is their, 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 sut- their subtlety. Um, yeah. You know, back, yeah, back in the day, um, you know, the woman, in a sense, always makes the first move, but it's subtle. So back in the day, they would drop a handkerchief. And um, you know, and that created that created the opening. So the man would go, oh, you know, completely oblivious. Why she dropped her handkerchief? It was a pure accident, of course it was. And um, he'd hand it back to her, and it would create an opening for them to have a conversation. And then at that point, he does the pursuing. You see, and the modern day version of that is so. For example, if you're in a dance or a party. And, you know, perhaps the girl looks across and she sees a guy that she likes and she's with a group of girl girls creating an opening, step away from the pack, you know, yeah, yeah and, and go to the bar. So you're creating an opening so that if he does like you, he can now approach you, you know, if he doesn't, then don't, don't step to him, you know, so, um, yeah, things things have changed, but intrinsically, um, you know, natural laws stay the same. Because of what, one of the things I always say is that eggs don't chase sperm. You know, we can learn we can learn a lot from biology. Um, you know, it's the sperm that chases the egg. It's the sperm that has the masculine energy because it's pursuing energy. All of those traits that I described earlier, whereas um, you know. We can see the egg, the egg stems still, receives, receiving energy, allows herself, you know, using the egg as an analogy, to be pursued by multiple suitors, as it were, and it's down to survival of the fittest. Um, the one who um, shows that he has the traits to have her, so therefore he has to prove himself to her. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I always say to women, you know, never choose a man until a man chooses you um because if you do it the other way around then you get into you know um pursuing a man and all that sort of stuff and the man's not really interested and you end up emasculating him so always allow the man to choose you first even if you like him he has to he has to pull your worth um you have to allow him to go through what I call the steps of effort, which you'll see on the, that diagram at the secret5.com. That's right, yeah. And, um, yeah, and then allow him to choose you. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so for, like, um, say, younger women or, you know, women who feel, you know, that, you know, this is the 21st century and what have mm-hmm. you, is it harder for them to understand these concepts and... Um, because a lot of people listening, um, you know, depending on, you know, their background, their age group, their um, core beliefs, what have you. So do you, do you find that there is a, there's groups of people that you have to work with a little bit more? Um, or, you know. Well, I do, I do have my core type of people that I work with, but, you know, sometimes it does go... Um, outside of that. Yeah, it does go outside of that. Um but I don't, I don't believe that they find it hard to grasp. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's hard to, it's, 
I mean, it, it, it is a mind shift, but once they get it, once they get it, they get it. The hardest part is not really the understanding, it's the actual implementation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense of, you know, I've, I've had clients that they hear what I say, then they'll do different to what I say. Mm-hmm. And then it's yeah. like, watch value, I wish I'd listened to you. Now I understand, yeah. <laughs> now, I what, now I understand what you meant. Um, so, um, yeah, the, the laws are the same that they're, they're changeless um you know and i think especially because we're living in a high sex economy uh, i think that's even more reason why no is such an attractive word to a man it's a must because it, yeah because he can get it anyway so the woman who says no stands out for him it's like what <laughs> you know yeah but this is unusual men always want things that are different from everybody else you know that's why they'll go for the redhead in the room or they're fascinated by the redhead in the room because they're they're a rarity you know Mm. so that that, you know no what you're saying is is so true is that um you know you want to stand out be unique you don't want to just be run-of-the-mill and just you know easily you know, there's that thing of don't be, you know, easy to take to have, but be easy to lose as well. I think is very important as in mm. that person should see you, you know, your value. And that's what I'm hearing yes, you say. Have to, yeah. Have to, any, anything that you gain easily. Um, and that's the human you, you, being You don't anyway. tell you. That's just, that's what I'm saying. Human that's why I say yeah. natural law. That's just natural law. Anything that you acquire easily. You don't value, but something that you've got to put in time and effort and sweat. You've now invested so much time in it that when you do actually get that thing, you value it. You see, it's it's it's, it's just a basic principle, but you apply it to relationships, and it works the same way. Yeah, I I, um, mm-hmm. I love that, and um, with law of attraction, it's such a as you say, you know. If you use the laws, you know, the, the laws are never going to change. They're always going to be there, no matter how, no matter if, even mm. if it's 22nd century, 23rd century. Exactly. Um, yeah, the law is the law of gravity. Um, you know, the law of flight is the law of flight. You know, once the Wright brothers discovered how to use the law of um, flight, mm-hmm. they, created a, they created a plane that could elevate in the air, you know, and we're still using that principle today. The same with the law of attraction, law of vibration. There are, there are laws that govern this planet, and whether we believe in it or not, they stand. They're changeless. Mm, yes, yes. So work with the laws, and um, life will be easier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what I want to ask you. Oh, sorry. Carry carry on. Yeah. No, but I was saying that you have to understand the law. And understand how law of attraction works. Once you actually get it, um, then it really is um, it really is a breakthrough. And you know, just to mention the I in the formula, intention. Um, you know, just I mean, I just the universe doesn't understand the word don't, not, and no. Mm-hmm. So if I said to you, don't think 
of a pink elephant with blue spots. Thumbs up straight away. Yeah, it, it's almost <laughs> like Google. Try yeah, yeah. Google. You, you type um, and you get the thing that you don't want. Exactly. Try tapping tap that into Google. I don't want to see, don't want to see a pink elephant with blue spots. Everything with pink and blue spots is going to come up. Um, so it's very important how you actually communicate with God's universe. Mm-hmm. So women who are saying, oh, you know, they're focusing on what they don't want. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you're going to get. So when you say, oh, I don't want to lie up. I don't want to know. Yes. The universe is non-judgmental and it says your wish is my command. <laughs> I'm going to give yeah. you what you've just asked for with the feeling. It's the vibration you sense. So when you say the word liar, it's the feeling behind the word liar that you're actually sending out. And that's what the law of attraction responds to. It says, if that's what you want, I'll give you that because your feelings, your vibration is a language. Of the universe, Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, want to talk to you about you know because people are using a lot of words like you know I want to find my soulmate or my twin Mm -hmm. flame. Um, Mm -hmm. you know that very special person because you know there there are some people um who say that there is just this one special person out there and Mm -hmm. they're seeking this one special person. Do you, do, you, do you believe that? And um, what's your thoughts when people come to you and ask you know you to help them to find their soulmate or their I, twin flame? I don't really, I don't really ascribe to that um, because I, I believe that. Well, we know that all things are temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, not, nothing, nothing lasts. Um, but spirit, was spiritual beings having um, a physical experience and. Um, I believe that, you know, when our vessels, you know, our vessels that put our spirit pass, you know, we go back to where we came from. So I believe that in this realm, all things are, temp- are, are temporary. Um, and I believe that our bodies are, are just, a, it's a divider. So you and I, Imani, I believe that we're connected, but our bodies, with our bodies, it appears as if we're divided, you see. Yeah, but we're all spirit. Yeah, but Andrew, we're we're, we're all spirit. Mm. And, um, you know, so when people say that they're looking for um, their soulmate, I always go to the principle of all things are temporary. Mm -hmm. Uh, And because we're evolving creatures, um, you know, you might find somebody who is a match to you vibrationally at that point in your life. And you might outgrow that person. Um, you know, I had an interview the other day and the lady was interviewing me. It used a great analogy. You know, she, she used um, a bench in a park. Mm-hmm. Where you're walking along with that person. The other person sits down on the bench and you, you continue walking. And the other person doesn't want to walk with you. It's, it's not for you to actually go and, and tell that person, come on and force them to come with you. No, they've got their journey. Everyone has the right to live their life how they want to live it. Um, and so you continue your journey and you might then meet somebody else who's vibrationally attached to you. Mm, you connections, yeah. Um, yeah. I totally, um, yeah, totally agree with that. Um, but, you know, there is so many, there's so many groups talking about, you know, soulmates yeah, and twin right. flames. Mm-hmm. And I tend yeah. to feel soulmate, your soulmate, I always feel that you're, true soulmate is your spirit your you know your inner guidance and um yeah 
you know, when mm-hmm. you're aligned with that, as you was, as you've been saying, then mm-hmm. you, it's much easier for you to attract, you know, th- that person out there, and who's yeah. going to be aligned as well to you. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I, I believe that you have people on this earth who, in a way, you're you're assigned to that person. Mm. Uh, like I've got a friend, um, she's my best friend. And we met in the year 2000, 2002, was it 2001? And at that time, our, our boyfriends were best friends. Oh. And so we, we met basically through them. Uh, broke up with them ages ago, and yet we're firm, firm friends. We, we literally speak three, four times a day, text each other every single day for what we're now in the year 2020. So sometimes, and the thing is, um, we're so close that when people actually see us, they refuse to believe that we're not sisters because energetically we're so similar. Um, I think that is why we're we're so attached because vibrationally we're we're kind of like, you know, on the same frequency. Um, And you know, sometimes when you you hang around a person, sometimes your features tend to kind of... (laughs) Look the same. Yeah, they say that, don't they? Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, you know, yeah, it's true. Like you're walking a dog, and you think, "Ooh, you kind of resemble your dog." It sounds rude, but there seems to be this similar, this kind of similarity. Um, yeah, it's like you kind of like morph into that person. Um, but yeah, I don't know why I was talking about that. Oh yes, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think yeah. You were trying. You were trying to say, I think that even though you both had you know your boyfriends but the uh, friendship with you know mm-hmm. that those relationships you know really brought this friendship this long-term friendship that you know yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and i think um sometimes you you do meet people in your life and and it could be a partner but if it's a, a partner like a, a romantic nature where just like how i just dis- described with my friend um you know, you, your energies are so similar. You're actually walking um, the same path or a very similar path. At least frequency-wise, you're on the same vibration and light vibrations, um, they're attracted to each other. So in that sense, I would call um, when you do meet that kind of person and you have that kind of experience and that journey and that walk with that person, I could see that being described as a twin flame. Um. Yeah, I could, I could kind of like relate to it in that sense. Mm. So that very special person. Um, but um, as well, what what I felt though. Um, so if that person, so do you feel that a, a, a relationship like that is one of those where you you know they're together for twenty five years and they're still smiling, they're still calling each other, you know, darling and. And we see those relationships, they're sort of like blissful. Mm. They still yeah. have that sort yeah. of, you know, newness to each it. Other's yeah. and things like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. what I want to ask you is, um, just want to touch on what's going on now with, with COVID and what have you. What advice mm-hmm. have you got for people who are, you know, they love, they love their partner, but... You know, they may be struggling with the, the lockdown, struggling with the, you know, being cocooned together. 
what would you say? <laughs> what, what what can people do um, to make yeah, things um, easier? Yeah. I think there's probably going to be a lot of babies that are yeah, made in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of COVID-19. And, it, it, you know, it's a really difficult situation because, um, you know, that domestic abuse is on the rise. This is what um, we were told, yes. Yeah, because, you know, like, whereas people before, sometimes their respite was going to work. Um, child abuse is on the rise because, again, their respite was going to school. Mm-hmm. And now they're being stuck, um, you know, they're being isolated. Mental health is, you know, has increased again because of this isolation. It's impacted people in so many different ways. But, you know, I had to, you know, just change the subject slightly. I had an insight one morning um, in regards to the law of attraction and um, COVID-19. And... The, the insight was that basically, because I always meditate first thing in the morning, and for a long time, um, planetarial, because law of attraction obviously works on a planetarial level, we were saying that, um, you know, people were acting as if they were in isolation. You know, you could be sitting, standing at a bus stop and somebody's, that they don't talk, their heads are on the phone, or, you know, you're at an interview and could be two people sitting next to each other saying, oh, hello, how are you? Um, Are you here for the interview as well? No, the head is buried in the phone or in the boardroom and they're waiting for a meeting to start. You know, conversations like, oh, how are you? How's the family? You know, the heads are buried in the phone. You know, they're caught up into this social media world um, with all these false images. You know, I even heard in Amsterdam um, a few years ago that they had to have the stoplights on the actual road itself because there were so many accidents because people were on their mobile phones in isolation. And so I got a, a message that this morning, that morning, and a lot of people call this um, the ability that I have, they call it clear audience oh, yeah. um, because I, I hear things. And what I heard was the cause of your pain is separation. But in the isolation, you will find connection. Wow. And, and what that meant was that basically um, in the in the isolation, people would be um, crying out to God. And, you know, there's so many deaths, deaths, deaths that we've had. Um, it, it's, it's a scary time. It's, it's a fearful time. That's what the vibration is at the moment. People are now starting to reevaluate their priorities and their values, and they're they're looking to you know like to form real connections. Now they can see how important it is to have that social uh, connection outside of the mobile phone world, for example. And so, in that way, they're actually finding their connection in the isolation. And and. What, what I was getting at that time channeled through me was that because we were in an isolated world from a law of attraction perspective, the God's universe says your wish is my command, I'm going to give you more reason to feel isolated. And the thing is, with law of attraction, you never know the how it's going to happen. Like, you ask for something through the law of attraction, but the how is never up to you. That's right. Um... And so I feel that we somehow called this in um, 
And I know it probably sounds a bit spooky to say that, but that's how the law of attraction works. And so it's like your wish is my command. You're, you're isolated. I'm going to give you more reason to feel isolated. And so in this period of time, I believe that in the isolation, like I said, we're re-evaluating our priorities. Um, we're now giving value. I've always believed that doctors and nurses should be paid the footballer wages. Um, the cleaners um, are the ones who are being valued. You know, the, the waste man ma management team, they're the ones who are now being valued. All the guys that were considered little guys, you know, the behind the scenes type of people, they're now being recognized for, for their work and for their contribution. And I just believe that um, it's in that time that, you know, maybe the plants and the trees are saying, finally, we kind of like get a rest um, from, uh, you know, the pollution, um, you know, for the cars up and down the road, etc. So I just feel that when we come out of here, um, the learning that we've gained in isolation is, you know, I would like to see, and I believe that a large part of that will remain implemented um, because it's actually served a good purpose. You know, we've had to learn new ways of doing things. Um, can you imagine dating? How hard that is at the that moment. Very, yes. <laughs> people are still, uh, so, people so are still interested, but um, yeah. No. Yeah, but it's, 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 I've even found that people dress differently on the road now. Mm. Um, you know, where are the heels gone? Sometimes I'm not seeing as much lipstick and, and all that sort of stuff because even though a man might find a woman attractive, it's like coronavirus, it's like she's got that yeah. mark on her head or his head. Yeah, um, hold back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, it's strange times that we're living in. Um, but it's mm. uh, for the families that have lost their loved ones, and it's 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 it's, it's very trying times. But, um, I, I think we'll see a new normal when we get through to the other side. Things will never go back the same again. I like um, that you say that because people, are, some people are talking about, oh, I can't wait for us to go back to normal, and it's like. What normal? That was yeah, the way we yeah. were living, you know, mm. as a collective was not normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there'll be some big changes. There, well, well, they already are. Been for, our hand has been forced. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. so, yeah, yeah. I, I like that because you've, um, you're looking at a situation that is obviously, you know, um, can be seen as a negative, but you're finding the positives there because mm. I, I think. You know, a lot of people are probably just looking at, oh my God, this is gone and this is gone. But you're also looking at, you know, what's um, emerging. Um, mm. And that's important too, you know. There's always there's always something emerging in every situation. There's always two sides of a coin. Mm. And um, you, have to, you have to stay positive throughout this. Um, and that's what will take you to the other side. You know, you attract what you focus on. So... You know, you have to think, what am I focusing on right now? If I'm focusing on something negative, yeah. um, if I'm focusing on the fear, then that's what you're going to attract in. So we have to turn our minds to being in faith that, you know, we will overcome this and that's what's going to take us through. Yeah. And the attraction works by saying your wish is my command. Wow, you've given us so many gems um, Valerie and uh, you know really appreciate you coming on at, at this time 
Um, I know you've been, you know, really busy and you've got so much going on. Can you share with us um, your details? How can people get hold of you? How can people get the book? How can people, you know, get coaching okay. from you? Right. Well, um, the Secret Bible um, book is available on Amazon. And um, if people want to just send me a message, they can always find me secretvibe.co.uk on in Instagram. Don't forget the .co.uk. They can send me a, a, a DM there. And also that video that I mentioned, they can go to thesecretvibe.com and um, yeah, have a look, have a look at that video. And um, yeah, it would be nice to, to kind of get their feedback on that. But yeah, that's where I can be reached. And my website is also www.valerieacampbell.com. Mm-hmm. Valerie, you've given us so many gems. Have you any last parting words for either you know women out there, you know people? Because um, I know you, I know you special you specialize in working with women. But what um, what advice can you give to people out there about love, self love, you know, couples? What 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 can you say? Yeah, you know, um, Matthew thirteen twelve. Um, she let me not quote that one, but the Bible tells to love ourselves, love our neighbour as we love ourselves. Yes. Um, and so start to focus on really appreciating who you are, um, not who you think you are, and realise that you are the common denominator of your relationships. If you don't like what you see, they're your results. So there's something about you that requires change. Um, and so that's the message that I would actually leave. Because um, I think if people can just get that one that one message, then the world will shift around them 